this is the Heavy Boots Podcast, the place to feel all your feelings. Hope you all had a lovely week and a nice holiday. I have been suffering through a sinus cold and upper respiratory something or another. And so if I sound a little funny this week, that's the culprit. And the reason why this episode is late, and I appreciate your patience. Today's topic is that place that starts way out yonder. As you get older and older, it moves in closer and closer until it's right there smack dab in your face. It's the future. Let's get into it. So the word future always makes me think of like the Jetsons and Back to the Future and Star Wars, Star Trek, all of those things. Um, It kind of says something about me that I don't think about my own future, but I always correlate future with like futuristic things like, you know, flying instead of driving. And I, that's one question that I'm still unsure of. I guess in this in this world we live in, it would be dangerous. But where is the flying car? I mean, we were supposed to have it by now. Um, they made one in the 80s, and they said it would be ready by now. You know what I mean? Like, the date and back to the future has already passed. So, we're in the future. Where's the car? Anyways, I love... Um, all the futuristic stuff is so fun. Um, I can't even imagine like a world where everyone's flying like all the time. Cause like, you know, of course we, we fly now, but just to fly to the grocery store and all of that. Oh my gosh. Can you even imagine like what a headache that would be? And yeah, so I kind of understand why it hasn't happened. And, um, it's just funny to think about because like the Jetsons, when I was a little kid, I loved the Jetsons so much. It was like, I just love to escape to, to a place where you don't have to get dressed. I know this is the weirdest thing about me, but like, and it's not about like laziness or anything. It's just, I hate picking out clothes to wear. I hate it. And, um, you know, coordinating things. So it'd be so cool if you could just punch in some buttons and then like, there you go you're stylist you know um and like for everybody like I know the rich people have stylists but like I just don't want to have to like figure it out just tell me what to wear (laughs) and then like cooking like I like baking so baking no don't take away my steps because to me it's like a magic trick when you put flour sugar eggs butter all together uh I don't know what recipe I'm talking about, but when you put everything together and then it comes out of the oven, I am still amazed at what it turns into. I know it's science and I know years gone by of people testing and, you know, making it right. But man, it still just is a magic trick to me that, you know, and like any magic trick, it can go bad. And so sometimes it tastes like utter crap, but... (laughs) When it's good, it's so good, and it's so magical. I just, baking to me, especially, I mean cooking too, but more so baking is just this, like, you just feel like a little witch, 
with your cauldron and you put in all the things and then you're like, okay, let's see. You put it in the oven and it comes out and oh my gosh, a good witch, of course. Um, but anyways, where did I get off to? So on the Jetsons, you just push a button and food comes out. And so I would still want to bake my treats, but you know, like, Hey, I would like an omelet or I don't know. I don't even know, but cooking, I like cooking. I do all the cooking. Um, and I, you know, I get better at it as you get older, but it's just time consuming. And then if you want to eat well, eat fresh things, you have to cut, cutting up stuff for days. Oh my gosh. So that's a whole nother podcast. But, um, so yeah, the future just makes me think of all those, those little shows and things set, you know, in the future and back to the future is my favorite. Like, I just love that movie. It's the best. Um, the Jetsons, I loved. I wasn't really into like Star Trek or Star Wars. Like I've I've tried to watch Star Trek lately, but it's lo- it's long. It's like the first episode. I watched the first episode, and it was just so cool to see um, William Shatner so young. Like, oh my goodness, no, he he was a dream hunk, man. He was a George Clooney. So I get it now. Um, but it's just funny. It's a funny sh- like. Unfortunately for me with Star Trek, I laugh a lot where you're not supposed to. And then people get mad at me because it's not, they're being serious. I mean, are they? Yeah, they're being serious. It's like a, you know, like this could, could be someday maybe show. I don't think they're making, you know, it's not like Big Bang Theory where they're in on the joke. This is not, so that's the thing. That's my problem is that it, it just seems so corny to me. And, and it's well done, so not corny. It's just, um, it's just not plausible for me. Like, I, that particular, like, Star Trek, for whatever reason, I just giggle. I just can't help it. And so, I tried. I watched the whole first episode, and there was, like, um, a monster thing that would turn into people, so then they didn't know that they were sitting amongst this monster thing, and it would, like, give them a rash on their body, and then... Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. But I was, like I said, I was laughing and I feel bad. So anyone out there that loves Star Trek, I get it. It's so well done. It is so well done. It's just for me, I just, I just can't get into it. Like, and like go into that world, which is so weird because like Star Wars, I'm not really into that either. Oh my gosh, don't hate me. Um, I, but I can get into it. You know what I mean? Like you can get lost if it's on, I can get into that world. But for Star Trek, I don't know why I just can't get lost in it. So that's to each their own though. That's just me. And we all have our stuff because like, uh, the Orville is a brand new show. Um, I hope it comes back. It's like the last season was three and it's, um, the family guy guy. I always forget his name. Seth MacFarlane and then like a bunch of people that are amazing on the show. I really liked it and I would look forward to, you know, each episode dropping and everything. And so it had to switch networks and then it ended and it kind of ended as if it could be over. So I'm not going to put any hope into it, but if it comes back, I'll be so happy. But the Orville, um, what they did is they, they, set everything in the future and it's just like star wars really it's like ships and they're out there fighting different species and 
you know, keeping the galaxy safe and all that stuff. <laughs> and the difference with them that I really liked is they kind of took stuff that was going on here that was kind of, um, I don't know, hot, hot button issues, hot topics, like, you know, how many likes a person gets. Um, they kind of made that something that was in one of the planets that they visited. So like, if you didn't have a high rating, like basically cancel culture is what they were talking about. And so like, every person on that planet had a rating dependent on how many likes they got. Um, so like if you would go to the bank and had a good interaction with the teller, then you would like her. And so then she would have her stock go up. But so then the people that were mean, you know, or whatever, or even like people that made a mistake and then, um, you know, somebody didn't like it then everyone would do thumbs down on that person you know so stuff like that and it was really but it was a planet with different species and that was their way of life and so it was just really um I thought it I thought the show was really great at taking you somewhere else but then making um making you think you know like really think like I saw all the parallels there was a few episodes on race, there was a few episodes on gender and, you know, like transgender type things. There was, um, some women, women's, uh, rights, um, topics, but the way that they wove it into the story was so smart and so, um, I don't know, so beautiful. I cried a lot in that show. Like it was really touching and really neat. And so anyways, this this podcast is not just going to be about futuristic shows, <laughs> but but I this is what I think about when I think of the future. And so um, the Orville is is a great show. I loved it. And I, it took me a couple couple episodes to really get into it. And then, of course, they, you know, lose people as they get more famous. They go to other shows or movies and stuff. So some of my favorite characters left. But um, but it's a really good, good show. So. Um, yeah, I just, it's just funny that I love that and like Star Wars, like it's not that I hate anything, you know, or that it, you know, I don't want it on. It's Star Wars is fine or whatever, but, um, the only Star Wars that I loved, and again, this is very controversial to any Star Wars lovers out there, but I went to a Star Wars, I don't know, in my late teens, like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there with my buds, my friends, and, um, I think my boyfriend at the time, I think, I don't know if we were dating yet or whatever, but we went to Star Wars, I, I went against my, <laughs> against my will, no, I went, you know, you want to be with your friends, so we went to whatever Star Wars movie was at the time, and again, I don't know any, any of the names or anything, I should, but, um, I fell asleep, so embarrassing, I fell asleep in Star Wars, and I woke up and you know, what's funny is I wonder, is it, did I really fall asleep? Like, cause you know, this is a long ago memory. So I'm just wondering if I was just so bored that my brain fell asleep, but you know, I don't know if I actually fell asleep in my chair. So the only people that would know that was who was there. And I don't know if they remember, but I just know that in my head, my memory is I fell asleep and again, I could have just been bored. And I woke up at the sound of Jar Jar Binks. 
And yes, everyone hates him. I know. But he, <laughs> I had every, from that day forward, like I watched the rest of the movie. I wanted to know what happened to him. And, and it's kind of funny because I was in college for sure. I know that. And so the next semester at, at college, at school, everything that I owned was Jar Jar Binks. So I had a Jar Jar Binks planner <laughs> and a Jar Jar Binks whatever. And it probably was very cheap because <laughs> nobody liked him right away. So I probably got a good deal, you know, in the discount bin. But I absolutely adored him and I will always adore him. He was so cute and he woke me up, okay? So either from boredom or from sleep, but he got me to watch the movie again to pay attention. So yeah, so it's just funny, but I'm not really into like that whole futuristic thing. It's not what I seek, you know, it's not what I go looking for, but I do find pieces of it really cool, you know, like the what ifs and um, it makes me think of you know, like Tomorrowland at Disneyland and how funny it is that it's kind of a outdated thing there now. Like Tomorrowland, you know, Walt Disney, his vision was to show all the innovations. And when he did it, it was amazing because it took a lot longer back then to make things. And so he projected things in the future and some of them came true, some of them didn't. But it was really cutting edge because uh, Disney would work with innovators and he would, you know, showcase what was coming. And so it was like, here's what could be. And then eventually it would be. Um, they would, you know, fall through and make something like that. And it was just so, so timeless, you know, um, in that era. And now, because of the way that everything is so fast moving and innovation is so much faster, like, a big example are the cell phones. Um, you know, every year there seems to be a new cell phone, depending on which one you have. So like a new iPhone, a new Samsung phone, a new, there's just always something new. And like the computers, you buy a computer and there's a new one. Um, you can never seem to have the latest and greatest thing, you know, unless you ha you're made of money and you just, you know, out with the old and with the new. And I, I know some people that that do that, that want to be cutting edge. And I get it. Um, kind of, um, I think that it's, you know, business needs to continue to sell. And so if you make one iPhone every four years, you know, you can make less money than putting one out every year. I get that, but it's just, um, the idea of technology, it just moves so fast now that Tomorrowland and Disneyland you know, tomorrow isn't as far away innovation-wise as it was then. Um, you know, the way that things are made and everything is increased so much that, um, not increased, but um, sped up. You know, everything's just so fast. And so uh, it's a real funny thing when you go to Disneyland because Tomorrowland is very outdated. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like our tomorrow at all, you know. So it's just so funny to, to think about that. And, um, yeah. And with the cell phone thing, it's like, I just try to hold on to mine as long as possible until it breaks. Cause it's, I just don't, I, it, they're so expensive too. It's, it's crazy. But anyways, that's a whole nother topic. Um, it's just technology. It moves so fast. And so, 
that's just something that that always makes me chuckle when we go to Disneyland because it's like, man, when I went in the 80s, like, you know, when I was a little girl and we went to Tomorrowland, it all made sense. Like, there was this cool... Um, what is that? So they have a Star Wars experience there now, which like the whole park is Star Wars, which I guess is tomorrow. But um, there's like this huge building in Tomorrowland that used to have like a rotating. How do I explain this? It was like the middle part stayed still, but there was like these little moving paths so like you could stand on it and move around and see different things um i guess in walt disney world i've never been to walt disney world they have like carousel of progress or whatever and it's like but that's like a ride but the middle kind of stays still and then the ride moves around it i guess so it's like a carousel of progress i don't know so to me i think it's kind of the similar idea they don't have it anymore at disneyland but and i can't even remember what it was called but it was this amazing room and actually, I think Paul even got to experience, like, the last year of it. Um, so that that couldn't have been that long ago, like, 10 years ago, 13 years ago, something like that, is when they got rid of it. Um, and it had, like, the smart TVs, like, uh, the, you know, latest and greatest ones, and then, like, the, like the ring, you know, um, before it was ever out to buy, it was, like, the video doorbells and that kind of stuff so it was like all like in in your home futuristic stuff and it and now I've seen all of it come to life and it's really kind of cool um and they you know they had something similar to that back when I was a little kid they kind of updated it you know they try but it's just like I that's a heavy task to try and uh keep up with the new innovation so to me, if I was Disney, uh, I would um, definitely think about like 50 years in the future, you know, or, or, um, and this is going to sound heavy, uh, but that's just where we're at, um, to have a space that helps us to have a tomorrow. I know that's, see, that's dark, but no, to show people how to um, help the world, you know, so that the planet can survive or what have you just um you know so change change the meaning of Tomorrowland to um you know hope in hopes we have a tomorrow I know that's I don't think they'll ever do that that is not a tone for the happiest place on earth but they could come up with something I just think that trying to do innovation stuff might be tricky um just so much turnover you know just so fast so you know, tomorrow, I don't know. Anyways, that's not, <laughs> that's not what this is about. Um, yeah, the future though, like, see, I'm, I'm not talking at all about myself really. Um, and that's the thing that is something that I would like to be better at. Um, I don't save for the future. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I, get criticized so much and it's a and and it's a it's a um a worthy criticism it's definitely something that's not smart but I just I don't know where I got it either because not I mean my mom maybe but most of my whole family they're just like you know that they're they're about saving and 
not having debt or what have you, but I don't know. So my thing is, is that if I saved all my money, okay, to the side, this makes me sound, I sound so childish, but I know that it's not the most responsible way of life. Let me just preface that. I get it. And, oh, and I'm not trying to throw my mom under the bus because she's, she's been a lot better than me lately. Just let me tell you that. Um, but we're similar because we want to have an experience of life. Like, so having a bank account where I look at it and I go, wow, there's a lot of money in there does me no pleasure if I'm not having fun in life. You know what I mean? So like I often have an empty bank account, but I often have outings that I go and do, um, or things that I send to people, you know, I buy stuff and send to people. And to me, and again, this is going to be controversial because of course something bad could happen in my life and I could need some money and then I don't have it. Okay. So there's that, but I could be gone tomorrow and I will have used all the money that I've ever made and had fun and people will know I love them because of all the experiences we've gotten to have together, you know, buying people dinner out if I can, can't always do that, but like little gifts and things. I know I say that and then I'm like, eh, that sounds very, um, what is, what's the word? Uh, materialistic. And yes, I know I'd, I'd rather not be remind, remembered for the things that I gave people, but it's just a big thing of, you know, the big idea of like, I don't know, spreading joy around and experiencing things like there's so many more things I'd like to experience and so the yes I should definitely try to be a saver and yes we're doing much better than we have in the past I and I you know I'm thinking you know future wise but but not not like everyone else so like I don't know um I had a job with a pension and I took it out so that we could live (laughs) so that we could, you know, make a life change. Um, and I don't have much of that money left. I don't even know if I have any of that money left to be honest with you. And, but it wasn't that much money. And so I'm not going to air all that, but I'm just saying that like, um, that was, you know, a big thing that people are like, what are you thinking? And yeah, I know, but to each their own again. And my biggest thing is that I just don't ever want to, there was like a little period in my early twenties, which I think most people go through, but I, I, I hated it is where I'm just going to be honest. My car got repossessed and, um, my dad helped me out so much, you know, but I hate having to ask anybody for help. I don't know where that comes from either. I don't know. Uh, but I hate it. And so, and especially money, I don't know especially lately with money, it's like, I just don't want to ever have to ask anybody. It becomes like this weird thing. And like, uh, there's just too many things to talk about with that. And I don't want to go into that, but I just money and I 
we get along because I spread it around <laughs> when I can. And yeah, I don't know. And so if you ask me and I have it, I will do whatever I can to get it to you. And now I just put that out there. That's great. <laughs> I don't have much money, guys. I said if I if I have money. But I mean, if somebody's in in trouble with something, I just don't feel that I hold that against them. Like, you know, if they if here's the thing I always think about. And this is just me, okay? And I'm not judging anyone who does it a different way. This is just a theory and a feeling and I just want to put it out there. It is so hard for me to ask somebody for help. Like I just said, I, I don't ever want to do it. I don't want to have to ask anybody for help. It is 10 times harder to ask somebody for monetary help. And I, I know that. So like when someone's coming to me and, and saying, can I borrow this? This is what happened or whatever. And sometimes I don't know that they have to tell you everything. If they have good intentions to pay you back, you have it and you want to help them out, there's no problem in that. Like, And I just think about myself asking and how I would be dripping with sweat and how I, my heart would be beating so fast and how hard it is to come and ask. And so I would have that compassion when hearing from that person. And again, I might not be able to help. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not in a great position right now. But if I was in a good position... I would also just think about how hard, like I said, it is to come up to someone and ask them. And, you know, of course, if it's someone who, who takes advantage of you or there's any kind of red flags at all, then no. But for the standard, you know, person in your life that you trust and there's respect and all the things, um, you know, I just try and think of how hard it would be on my end. I always try, you know, of course... It's such a cliche, but to put yourself in someone else's shoes, um, and I try and do that with most things, um, and this one is, you know, really hard <laughs> to go up to someone and ask for money. It's just not fun, and so I think, you know, there's some people get really mad when people ask them, um, and like I said, if it's someone who's taking advantage, then for sure, but if it's someone who you know and they'll pay you back, and, and, you know, it takes a first try to know that they'll pay you back. Um, I get that. And it's a gamble. But if you have it and you want to and you feel good about it, then, you know, you do you. Um, and just, I don't, I guess my point was just to really understand how hard that is for somebody. And if you can't do it, you can't do it. And then if they get mad, too, that's on them. Like... <laughs> We don't get a yes to every question we ask. Man, I wish we did, but we don't. So um, I was going to get all cheesy there, and I will. Uh, Garth Brooks, you know, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. You know, some of life's greatest things are the things that we didn't get to do because then we got to do something else, you know, or uh, I don't know, the U-turns, the U-turns in life. Um, yeah or the forks in the road, whatever, whatever you call it. But, um, yeah. So I think it's really good to think about your future, but I also think you should have fun while you're here. Cause like, it would be so very sad to me if somebody had a bank account that was astronomical 
to the normal person and they didn't do anything, you know? Oh my goodness. I never got to go see Ireland or I never got to go do this or that or whatever. And that could be any of us at any time. And so there's my heavy boots, guys. They're coming on. That's just where my my money mind is for the future. And it's it's not responsible. I completely am self-aware. Um, but I also have a lot of great memories. And, and I mean, there's a lot I haven't done, too. So I got to make the money to go do some stuff. I got to go see Ireland. Um, so anyways... Um, but the future, it, it also, it's a, it's a place that I try not to live in. We can get so wrapped up and I have actually been really bad about this lately because when the holidays come, I'm literally looking to January 2nd and this is so sad to me. And, but this is just so you know, this is my constant lately is, I'll put something really cool on the calendar and when I'm in it, when I go and do it, I'm having fun. So just anybody who's <laughs> who I've had plans with and we go do something, which is few and far between lately. I, I don't do a lot lately, but the things that I do, um, I do have so much fun when I'm there in the, in it. But as it's approaching, especially the holidays, um, I don't know. The holidays just make me so, I don't know. There's just a layer of something that, but that it's always before, you know what I mean? So like for me, looking at anything to do, (laughs) I, I just have bad worst case scenario things. And I'm, I'm, I go to the future of it. And I try, I like want to be past it. So for instance, like say, um, going to, I don't know, like, so, uh, maybe, um, like a Christmas light parade. Okay. And that sounds so fun. And thinking about Coco and being in your warmest clothes and seeing all the lights and it's on the calendar. I will think about the day after forever until it's here and then I go and I have fun and then I'm like the next day I'm like oh I did it I made it through but I'm always thinking about the day after something until it's through I don't know if that makes sense but it's just like I know the relief that comes from getting something done (laughs) getting through something (laughs) And so that's just my state of living lately. And I don't like it. Like, but so lately I'm not. So I wrote down the future is a place that I try not to live in. Those are the words I wrote down in my notes for this. And unfortunately, that's not true right now. (laughs) Um, As soon as, uh, gosh, I think as soon as November hit, it was just like, okay, what do I want to do for everybody and who's going to be where and, uh, and I, I don't know. It just, I get really overwhelmed and I just want to have all the things, all the ducks in a row, um, way ahead of time. And I don't think I'm different than anyone else. I'm not trying, you know, there's nothing wrong here. It's just, 
what I don't like is that sometimes I'm so fixated on all the things so that I'm I'm at December 26th or I'm at January 2nd or I'm at November 20 what 6th was it the day after all the holidays you know like so the day after Thanksgiving which ended up being my Thanksgiving because I was sick on Thanksgiving and I missed all the fun um but it was amazing because my mom and grandma ended up not having their Thanksgiving and waited for me which I felt so bad they didn't need to do that but they did and we had we had a nice time so it was really nice but um but anyways so you know it's just like I guess I'd have to say Thanksgiving this year um because I was sick I wasn't thinking about anything I was just trying to get well and so there was nothing anticipatory really I mean yeah so my frame of mind is like okay if we could just get to January 2nd but then what happens is then we plan something else like I want to go to a hockey game on January January 22nd so then my mind is like okay we have that on January 22nd I can't wait till January 23rd I know it's ridiculous right now it's just like um a thing and it's not just the holidays actually it went back a little bit farther it's I don't know it's um a little bit stressful out there in the world I don't I'm pretty sure y'all feel it um it's a little bit scary and so this is gonna be a little bit dark but um when Taylor Swift's album was announced I literally the thought in my head was I hope I'm I hope I (laughs) I hope I'm alive to hear it and I was like so panicked at one night I woke up and I didn't I haven't told anybody this so you guys are in on a secret but I woke up one night went to the restroom and then I laid there and I just had this horrible panic like and this happens often actually um I mean not as often as it used to but like I don't know every three months or so I'll just be up like I just and sometimes it's not because you have to go to the restroom at night it's just like you I wake up out of my sleep and I like panic (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it it's just like you know uh fumbling towards the darkness or what have you is like we're all headed you know to that great place in the sky or wherever whatever's next um and yeah so like I was just like with all this stuff going on it's like well I just hope that I get to see that or I get to do that and like so I think that's kind of what has happened to me is that I'm in like a trauma centered thing where like I got over some of my traumas of stuff that actually happened to me But then you see stuff on the news and you see how, like, you look at the sheer number of what is going on with shootings and just when you start to see, like, the statistical stuff, it's like, we just don't know right now, like, what could happen and, like, who could be set off next and will you be there and I don't know. And again, that's really dark and really, I'm not trying to to go that dark with everyone, but I'm just saying, so there's just this piece of uh fear I guess that I really want to work on because it's making me 
you know, doubt my longevity. And like, I know we're not promised anything, but it's just, it's taking away. There's just always this little nagging thought in my head that's taking away from the peace that I so crave and I so think you can have. I think that anyone can have a peace in their heart, you know, that calm serenity. It just takes work, you know, because there's people that I see, and I don't know if it's just an act or what have you, but there's a lot of people that I think are really genuinely at peace. And I think the thing is, is, you know, this plays into this topic, future. Um, if you've done all the things that you wanted to do, then there is, you're closer to that peace because then it doesn't matter what happens. That sounded funny. It does not matter. It doesn't matter what happens. You know what I mean? Like, and so that's my thing is my insecurity with what I've accomplished on this earth makes me live in fear because it's not what I want for myself. And so those are the things, you know, for the future, it's like, okay, what do you want to do? (laughs) And, you know, to have the big dreams and to say them out loud, um, and then turn them into goals, you know? I think that a lot of the times we laugh at our dreams, we laugh at ourselves when we really should be encouraging ourselves. Um, Because it's funny, like, of course I've had criticism from people outside myself and it's really, you know, harmed harmed me. Um, But I think what the worst thing that happened from all that is that I started believing that and I would laugh at myself. And so... You know, I think I've said it so many times is if you could just believe and own what you want to do, there's nothing more powerful than that. And it's not easy and it sucks and it's hard. (laughs) But just to keep changing that narrative in your brain. um, And I'm I am so far from being the expert on that. I have had. I don't know, relapses, is that what you'd call it? Where it's just like, lately, you know, especially, like, I I really hate not doing what I say I'm going to do, and so, like, this podcast is late, and I was so sick, and it's fine. Paul just keeps telling me, it's fine, like, you know, and it is, and it's like, no, I'm not being paid to do this, but it's something, and when you say you're going to do something... I just like to follow through. It's just important to me. And so I don't know where I'm, I lost my train of thought completely, but I, I just think that the big stuff, man, that you want to do, just do it, man. Just do it. <laughs> just go for it. And I just think we, anyone can do anything. And, and then there won't be any doubt about what you did with your life, you know? trying and the thing is is the trying is fun you know and yeah it sucks when stuff doesn't work like I mean I haven't had a a sale in my shop for a while um but it's like Christmas is coming and I know people don't have money to do that and so you get bummed and you're like oh what am I doing and you I've gone down that spiral and so just know you're not perfect we're not humans are going to strive, you know, a mindful, self-aware human 
will strive to be one way, but they will not be that way <laughs> without lots of practice. We just, um, we're human. And so it's really hard to stick with it, but it's worth it. And just to be self-aware that you're doing it to yourself. So like, that's the biggest thing is self-awareness, man. I don't know where I got it, where it came from. I'm just so grateful to have it because I think about every step I make into the world and I need to take up more space. I know that. I know that it's to a fault sometimes, but it's just so great to, to also, when you're beating yourself up, to be able to go, hey, you're beating yourself up, you know, because some people don't have that mechanism to realize that they're doing that to themselves. Sometimes it turns into something really dark and they can't get themselves out of it because, you know, they think they deserve to hear those things even from themselves. And oh, some of the stuff that, you know, comes out of that breaks my heart because we lose some awesome people um, because they weren't aware, you know, they weren't self-aware enough to know that we're human. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I'm fumbling for the words there because I'm getting a little emotional, but it's just, you know, and it's not, self-awareness is just, you know, to be an observer of how you move through the world. That's what I, and I, and of course, that's just my definition for myself. So I don't know what, what it really is. Um, you know, what it, what the Webster's dictionary would say self-awareness is. But for me, it's just to be mindful of how I talk to people and, and know that when I mess up, which I do, to be self-aware of how I talk to myself about that. And, you know, I'm really bad. Like, lately, it's been really hard, but... Uh, here, it, it says, self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts, or emotions do or don't align with your internal standards. That's really surprising to me, that definition, because I thought it was so outward. I thought it was about how you move through the world with people. And it's actually about how you align within yourself. And so that'll be really interesting going forward to kind of combine my definition, you know, with that definition a little more. And maybe that'll give me the balance that I haven't had. Because it really seems to be saying that something that you believe in within yourself is something you should fall through with, basically. So like that you're aligning with your values. So if you say, you know, I am an open-minded person and that's something you believe about yourself and then you go to a party and someone that you don't agree with is talking and you, you know, are just like, you're so stupid and shut up or whatever. And you, and you walk away from that. Um, that's not very self-aware. 
because you're saying that you're an open-minded person. That's what a value that you have. And I'm, again, we're human. So like you could maybe do that and then later go, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. That's not how, you know, how I operate or want to operate. We all have those moments, my goodness. And so um, self-awareness is aligning with how you, so it is kind of how you act in the world um, or move through the world. Um, but all on the basis of your values and, and aligning within yourself. So it's really kind of cool to hear that side of it too. It's not only just, you know, outward, but like, so that could be something within you, like that, you know, no one hears like the, the voice you talk to and, you know, that could be telling you you're a piece of poopy, (laughs) a piece of something when you did something wrong um that doesn't align with how you talk to people so you shouldn't talk to yourself like that pretty interesting so anyways that was a little tangent on that but I just think it's it's really important stuff to you know talk about and it does impact the future because the mistakes that we make along the way um you know, hopefully there, there are things you learn from and you can let them go and, and all that. But when there's, you know, something that you hold on to that you wish you had done different, you know, you feel bad, those times of things, they can affect the future. They can sit there and fester. And so the, the more self-awareness we, we can have now helps the future. And, and again, you know, it's all a learning curve. It's all a process. And that's the thing about things. And and I, I want to get really candid and honest right now. I had a, a little bit of a panic attack probably a week and a half ago. I was so sick of this self-help stuff. Like, and I know that's just awful to say when I'm doing a podcast to try and help people, but I was just why do I have to do this? Why do I have to worry so much about how I talk to people and how this and that when others don't seem to, you know what I mean? Um, it was that kind of, um, like pity party, like for sure. And, but I mean, it was an inward thing that I'm not, you know, um, going to put on anyone else. It was just, I was just so very, overwhelmed by all of the work to be done, you know? And then I, I finally got myself calm because it was a true panic attack, a crying and all of that. And I finally calmed myself down and I was like, because you want to be as good of a person as you can. That's it. So if you want to be someone who, who doesn't, you know, care about that, go for it. Like to each their own. Anyhow, um, the future, you know, it holds a lot of things like it's, there's futuristic stuff. There's like, you know, future money and future plans. And, you know, will I be great graced with the future? I'm really hopeful and the fears of that and, um, what life will look like, you know, 20 years from now kind of freaks me out and it's okay though. And so that's why I think I wrote down that I, I try not to live in the future. You know, I try not to 
be that far ahead. Um, because I really don't. Like, I want to enjoy these moments as much as possible. And, you know, it. I don't know, it gets harder and harder to to do that, unfortunately, as I grow older. You know, it's just funny because I just remember so many comments. I, I don't even know who, but adults when I was younger, just wait, you know, or you don't even know when you become an adult, la 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 la. And for one, I'm so grateful that I made a... <laughs> A decision early on, as early as possible, to never say that to any kiddos. I will never, ever, ever, no offense to any of the adults in my life who might have said some things, but it is not nice <laughs> to, you know, scare kids into, to, I don't know. Well, and you don't understand as a kid what, what an adult is saying. You just don't you're not there yet so it's it's just funny how sometimes I don't know sometimes people say things and it's like that's your tiny little pocket of perspective you know and and like the thing too is like when someone becomes 75 80 90 years old and they have all this wisdom they can preach it to the youngins you know and sometimes not very nicely and it's like that's amazing that you have that, but I have to earn mine, you know? And so, I don't know, something clicked in me, like, right when I started getting wrinkles and, like, some gray hair, too, like, I was thinking about beauty, and, you know, there's been other people in my life who have not resented, I don't know if that's the right word, but, like, there's just been a feeling or an energy that I received when I was younger than they were and that I was trying to take away shine, you know, or <laughs> trying to take away attention or trying to, um, there was an insecurity there. That's the best word that I could feel that I had nothing to do. Like I, just me being there maybe had something, but I, I wasn't, I'm, <laughs> I don't like to. I mean, yes, I'll get up and sing, so that's taking the spotlight or what have you, but I try and do it from a loving place of, like, what can I do for someone, and they like the song, let me sing, you know what I mean? Like, it's really not about, like, clap for me, like, it's just really not, and I know some people don't believe me, but I swear to goodness, it's like, I just like to sing, and I just like to make moments for people sometimes, if I can, and I'm not great. I'm not an amazing singer. I just love it, so I do it a lot. But anyways, just in this moment, I could feel the insecurity, and I had I had no way to change myself. And that's the thing about me is I instantly was like, okay, what can I do <laughs> so that they don't have to feel that? Because it makes me uncomfortable, but mostly it makes me sad. Like, I just don't want people to feel any which way that makes them feel bad. And so that insecurity was festering there. And it was like, oh, you know, and then it was also there was like this one time we went to a bar and there was like these these girls doing like the the shots or whatever. They, they were like from the alcohol company and they sent them all cute and they were they were so cute and they were so young. Um, I mean, I'm sure they were 21, but 
they were giving people like little beads with like little shot glasses on them and stuff. And it was clear that there was a lot of the older gals there that were, you know, jealous or insecure about it. And like, I honestly will maybe have a reaction, you know, (laughs) if, if somebody's looking at somebody and then you're like, oh gosh, whatever that you care about, if they're paying attention to them more than you, whatever, then that's like something where, yes, I will be insecure. I am very capable of becoming insecure, but I also appreciate people at all their stages and their beauty. And so I could just see the room change to like, oh, these little youngins, you know, these little, who do they think they are? And like all the insecurity was bubbling in that room. It was kind of nuts because it, it wasn't a normal thing yeah, the demographic of that establishment was not that young most of the time. And so it was definitely a culture shock for that place. But I just made up my mind that I would never do that to anybody uh, once I got older. And so, you know, as I'm matured and I got my gray hair and my wrinkles and I gained some weight and what have you, you can... I feel insecure all the time, but I feel insecure because of the picture on my wall that was me 20 years ago, you know? I don't, um, I mean, I do have beauty things where I want to, you know, the facial creams and all that crap, and I do like makeup. I love it since I was a young kid. I love, you know, getting dolled up and stuff, and I really try not to go out of the house without makeup. That's just who, that's just me. Um, I don't wear a lot, but anyways, what I'm trying to say is that I can have insecurities with like the best of them. Um, I, I just try and keep it centered within myself. Like the person standing aside of you that's 20 years younger than you that has a body that you used to have, like how awesome is that? You know what I mean? Like you got to have it. So why shouldn't they? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's like they're having their moment, you know? And I just think that we should all honor each other at all the stages of life and not make people have to feel insecure from each other. Because most of the time, just the progression of life, progression of life, you, you already feel insecure because it's not who you were, you know? And there's ups and downs and... And, and, and it matters to some people and it doesn't matter to others, you know, like all the different facets of health, you know, some people care about this and some people don't and some people do yoga, some people meditate, some people, I don't know, you know, do the cleanses for their face and I don't know what I'm trying to say, but there's just so many different avenues to health and wellness and beauty and there's so many standards that are put out in the world that um, are unattainable and unnecessary because we all know what we want to feel like and look like. And basically, I just think that the older I get, the more I want to embrace everyone at their stage of life and not be like, well, when you get up to this age, haha. <laughs> good luck or 
you know, oh, you're so young. You, you just wait. You'll understand later. Let everyone learn at their time, too. Because, like, what you know at 27 might not be what someone else learns at 27 because the world's different now. And... Yeah, and then just upbringing and everything goes into all that and, like, what people are exposed to. And so, to me, it's just really important to stay in your lane. And then also, it's just like anything. We have so much within ourselves that brings us down, like, our own internal stuff. Like, so if if you, you know, didn't make it into work, whatever, that you're already feeling upset that oh my god I didn't go and now I have to go tomorrow and I'm gonna have to show up and I'm gonna have to you know say I'm sorry to my co-workers or whatever so there's all that already that you're holding and so why do we have to make anyone feel bad about that you know like and the money thing is like why do we have to make someone feel bad about asking we know how hard it is to ask why do we have to look down on young beautiful people when we were young and beautiful you know and we're still beautiful that's the thing it's like I think there's enough going on internally that we don't need to add any more insecurities to the world (laughs) don't project your insecurities onto other folks Uh, and I guess that's a different topic than what I'm talking about but I mean it's valid because the future thing like I just remember that feeling of like, wow, there's a lot of energy in here that's, you know, visceral and feels a little bit spiteful to those young girls. And it's like, you know, to each their own, of course, like to each their own. But it's beauty is beauty and it fades and it comes back and it's uh, ever changing and every stage is amazing And I just feel like we owe it to each other to embrace each other and to really take note of beautiful people. Like, if I have a glass of wine and we're somewhere and I see somebody who looks really pretty, I will tell them. It's just how I roll. So (laughs) I just think it's really important to spread light and be honest with people. So... I'm getting really long on this one, but the future is wide (laughs) as I have a couple more things to get to. So I hope you guys don't mind that this is going to go really long. I keep having to stop and drink water because this, this respiratory thing, man, my, my throat dries up. And so I kind of keep losing my train of thought. And so this one is not very concise and very, um, (laughs) kind to the listener so I do appreciate you hanging on through the whole thing and I will I will close up here soon so the one other thing I wanted to talk about was the first time I thought about the future probably uh, was when someone asked what do you want to be when you grow up and I always think of the John Lennon quote so let me say that really quick When I was five years old, my mother always told me that happiness was the key to life. When I went to school, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. I wrote down happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment. And I told them they didn't understand life. John Lennon.
I just love that quote. It's so impactful. And I think it speaks to the fact that that question is just so strange. Like, it's funny that what we stick with in, in life here, like, as humans, you know, that's something that everybody asks. Kiddos, you know, still to this day, I hear it all the time. What do you want to be when you grow up? And it's just um, the, the word be, B-E, you know, be. I think we're already there as soon as we're born. We're, we be, <laughs> we be, we are, you know what I mean? Like, and so to me, a t- like a profession should never be who you are you know, or like a hat that you wear, like a mom, that's not your full scope. It's amazing. And it's big, but you are a person first and foremost, you were here before that kiddo, you know? And I think we get, um, lost in the labels of what everything is. And we, I don't know. Cause I think it's, it's also scary not to have a label, you know, or, or a direction to go forth in. And I get that, but it's actually sometimes a disservice to us to just pigeonhole ourselves in those labels. Um, cause like I said, humans are fluid, man. We, we can do all kinds of things and we are more than, than that profession. Like asking a little kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? John Lennon had it right, happy, because that's, like, something that you can be, you know what I mean? And, like, I mean, I have I have a whole nother thing about happy. I don't know. Is that on my boots? Because happy is something, oh, yeah, happiness, that'll come up. But happiness, you know, is also, to me, a feeling, not so much a, a way, it's not a... Happiness to me is a feeling. It's not a state of being. Because life just moves too much to just be continually in happiness. I think, I think, but that's a whole nother chapter. But so I just think you are not the thing that you do. You are not the thing that you do. And this is just so important to me to say because you can shift, you can pivot, you can the future is anything. So I just, anybody who feels stuck in some, you know, bad way of life and they just feel there's no way out. I can tell you that, you know, I'm very fortunate in my current situation to where I'm figuring stuff out and I have a dude, (laughs) a dude, a mister who will support me in that. And so I don't take that for granted one second. That's why I'm trying so many different avenues to try and get back on my feet on my own terms because I was really stuck. I felt really stuck in the jobs that I kept taking over and over again that I just wasn't happy with, you know? And so I just want everyone to know that you are not the thing that you do. And even if you've done something for 30 years, you don't have to do it anymore. You just don't. You know, if, if you're miserable, like if you love it, awesome. Like, but just those people that are thinking that, you know, they can't do this or that. There was this amazing story, I think a couple weeks ago, 
when the Grammy nominations came out that a 95-year-old grandmother was told that in her family they, like, shun music or something. Like, she was not allowed to play music. And her grandson helped her. If I'm getting it wrong a little bit, I'm sorry, but it's just taking the pieces that I read. Um, her, her grandson helped her to create an album, and she is nominated for a Grammy at 95. And that's freaking fantastic, you know? And there was another lady who just went back to college at 80. So I just want everyone out there <laughs> that might be feeling stuck or feeling, you know, this is my, this is my label and I got to stay in this label or they told me that this is who I am. Only you can tell yourself who you are and you are not the thing that you do. You are not the thing that you do. And that is also mistakes. Anything that you, you know, you have said or done that you weren't proud of. Those are things that you did. They are not you. Unless you repeatedly do them. They're not you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know? And if you have to make a few mistakes before you figure it out, that's fine too. But... Nothing defines you unless you let it define you. All right? So when, when you're talking to kiddos, ask them what they like to do. Don't ask them what they want to be when they grow up. Because usually what they like to do will tell you a lot about where they're headed, you know? Or what are you interested in, um, you know? Stuff like that. I just think it's really... It's really important the way that we talk to young people. The way we talk to everybody, really. It's just so important because words can hurt people, you know? And there's arguments made that why should I have to change my words for those few people that might get hurt? Well, to me, you don't know who's going to get hurt. And you don't even know that the people you think aren't hurting didn't go home and, and felt bad about it. There's some people that are really good about not showing emotion and they're a crumpled mess on the floor behind closed doors, you know? So to me, if we could learn how to kindly communicate more for just the masses, you know? And it really doesn't take that much. It's not like you have to rethink everything. You just change a couple of the wordings and then everyone can feel good as they leave. You know what I mean? Kind of like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. You know? It's like there's so much unknown with who we're talking to. Even people we think we really know. That it's just nice to be nice. Yeah. But I kind of got off on a tangent here. And what else we got? Well... I think that was mostly all the things I wanted to talk about in regards to the future. I just want people to know the future can be anything. You can be anything you want to be at any time. Like, yeah, and the future's big. The best way that I have found to embrace the future is to have, like, goals and dreams. And... um and to kind of let them live now more so. So 
what I've been trying to do lately is to make bold statements, make big dreams, and to let it be known that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? And like, when I say this, I don't mean to go tell everybody. Because I do find that it's better to to hold back what you're going to do. Because I've spent so many years with big dreams and big plans, and then I didn't fall through. And then you just feel crappy about yourself. So these current big dreams and big plans, I kind of keep them to you know myself and hold them tight to the vest. But I say them out loud. I write them down. I you know talk with maybe maybe a couple people that I trust and and no won't judge me if I don't follow through you know but it's there's sometimes we want to scream out what we're gonna do so that everyone can hold us accountable and that's fine um it's just in my past experiences I've you know I've dropped the ball and for my self-esteem <laughs> I'm keeping it close to the vest but I think in order to feel good about the future, you have to have the goals and dreams that, you know, that will get you there. But break it all down into small things that you can do every day. Because if you're just looking at that end goal all the time and you're not embodying the whole process and you're not... And then, and then you have disbelief that you can even have it or get there, you won't get there because I've done it. And so I'll let you know how this new process goes. But I just really think that the pieces I've been missing is to keep it to myself, to make it kind of sacred and kind of, um, you know, just special. And then to just slowly crush it, you know, and... And if it goes faster one day, then you got closer. But to not be in a race with myself either, to not like, you know, but to have goals and timelines because you want to get things done and you want to move forward. But I do think it's very important to stay centered in the present moment because uh, worry lies in the future. You know, everything that that we worry about, and for me, it's just mostly... Like I said, that 20-year window down the line where life is going to look a lot different. And I worry about that, you know. And so I'm just trying to stay present but have something to look forward to. Like we call them islands. So like, you know, to try and make little plans and little things to get to to enjoy life and do little things here and there. Um, and then, you know, the active work, it's, it's work to feel safe, um, in life right now. There's just a, a lot and I, I don't want to go into all of it, but it's really difficult to feel secure and feel like, okay, everything's going to be fine, you know, and it's just a daily practice and some days it's super, super chill and like I'm like, oh, we're doing good. And then some days it's like, what was that noise? What was that noise? Did you hear that? What was that? Oh, it's just, 
it's just trauma and it's just it, I think what happens is the the past traumas you can feel like a little bit more healed from it but like I said it's the the news and the current events that bring up stuff and and jar you right back so that's what I'm working on is steering clear of all that it's hard because it's like oh I should be informed but it's like nah not always but it's hard not to be informed it really is like I always chuckle like I think Jared Jared Leto the actor he was at a yoga retreat during the pandemic like right before it hit so he I, I think it was like a 25 day retreat or something or a month retreat and he went to the desert no cell phones no anything and he was there and then he came home I think like March 19th or something and he was like what is going on like he drove through Los Angeles and he was like what the hell has happened where's everybody and his phone blew up when he turned it on not not really but you know like messages and calls and everything and so he said it was like the f the only time where he didn't know what was going on in the world and it's like man wouldn't that have been nice not to have to deal with that like so there is a way to not but the only way is to be in the middle of the desert without a cell phone <laughs> it sounds good not gonna lie um but you know i I have um, dreams, and the biggest thing is to have peace of spirit, you know, for all of my family and friends. I mean, for anyone I know, I want them to have peace, just a peace of spirit, you know, and to be kind to each other. Um, I would love for us to have a planet, you know, not to have to worry about so many uh, natural disasters and things like that so whatever that looks like however we could do that I would love to finish a book I want to write a book I would love to do that and um, these are just little things and then you know like I said there's other things I'm hold tight to the vest but I just want to continue to create and, and maybe someday buy an Irish pub with my brother we were looking recently at Irish pubs for sale in Ireland, and it was crazy cheap. Like, crazy cheap. And I was like, dude, that would be a whole nother lifestyle, of course. But man, that would be something to own a pub and then, like, take three days off a week and go and explore all of Ireland and find our namesakes. And that'd be amazing. But. Anyhow, well, the future is unknown, and I think we all like it that way. Had I known all that was coming for me, I would have to, I would have had to be dragged into it, uh, the, you know, the last three years or so. So, you know, I would have kicked and screamed and um, said, no, I'm not going, not going, not going. But I can't imagine not having gone through it you know what I mean it's like yes of course you don't want to go through those things but had I not what the heck 
would my life look like? It just, it just wouldn't look like it does now. And now is closer to where I want it to be. It's not perfect. Life's not perfect, but we have to go through things. And I needed all those hardships um, because they made me deal with the darkest parts of life. And it's so easy to conveniently overlook those, you know, dark pockets of life. And again, I don't think we should dwell in them um, because like the stuff that is going on lately too, it's like very dark. And I think that the reason that we have to see some of it sometimes is just to, to remind ourselves how precious life is. We just got to um, have a great hope. Great hope for the future. And I do. I have such great hopes. And with that, I will say I wish you the brightest future. And the future is tomorrow. The future is next week. The future is right here all the time. And so embrace it and dream it, you know, have fun today creating tomorrow and just don't think about the end game so much, you know, like that finished product. Think more about the, the getting there and enjoy Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking it out. This was a long one. I am definitely feeling a little more scattered, so um, I will go and edit this thing, but I think it's going to be over an hour and 20 minutes, and so I really appreciate you listening, and I, I just thank you for being here, and as always, you got to stay you. Stay you, because we need you. It seems um, like a funny thing to say, but we watched this YouTuber called, um, it's called Provost Park Pass, and it's all about, like, Disneyland a lot, and I don't know, we just love YouTube lately, and so he just, I just want to cry every time, but every single time... He does a video now, and he didn't do it every time. Like, he hasn't always done it, but now he just says, you know, I appreciate you, and we need you. Um, And you might not think I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to you. You know, if you're having a hard time, and sometimes he'll talk about the, the number 988, the suicide hotline. Um... But he just puts out a loving message of love and light. And so he inspires me. Um, But my thing has always been, like, always been, stay you. And so that's what I'll say is, like, stay you, man. And, I mean, I know this is, a lot of this stuff is about self-awareness and, like, you know, how we can do better and all of that. But to me, what stay you means is... Those beautiful things that make you who you are, the stuff that's not changeable, like your creativity and your um, beautiful features and your 
you know, mannerisms, characteristics. Um, I don't know. The, the beautiful pieces of your soul. The things that, like, are just you. Nobody else. Just stay that way. Stay you. Like, don't change those really wonderful facets for anything or anybody. You know? Because, of course, we want to be better humans and... Of course, it sounds like it's a contradiction to say, stay you, and then tell you all these ways to be better. But it's two different things to me. It's about being mindful and self-aware and trying to be a better human so that we can all cohabitate in harmony and make it through this thing. Um, But it's also about, you know... Your sensibility, your perception, the way that you've been formed, you know, by your journey is yours and yours alone. And so whenever you feel that someone's trying to change that or whenever you feel, um, you know, that someone wants you to be who you who you aren't, just stay you. Just stay you. And just do it kindly. Just be like, yo, that's not me. I'm sorry. I can't be that for you. I'm really sorry. And you don't have to say sorry. (laughs) That's just what I say. I'm a sorry sayer. But because you don't have to be sorry for that. You, You get to be you. That's why you're here. And that's what's so often missed is like, if we were all the same, what a boring place this would be. So boring. You know? And yes, it's very hard sometimes to commingle. Like, there's certain attributes that just, it's like oil and water. We're not going to mix, and I get that. But in the grand scheme of things, we can work on those little petty things, you know? And sometimes you just won't have to, you know, you won't be able to be around certain people. And that's just boundaries and self-awareness for yourself, you know? And like being kind to yourself so that's totally fine um because you can say stay you to somebody that you're you know you're not aligned with too because that's who they are and so they should be allowed to go in the world and be who they are and you're just not gonna align with everybody and that's okay too so anyways another tangent for you i have got to let you go so Thank you so much, and seriously, stay you. I love you. This podcast was written and recorded by Jenny Camille. The song heard at the beginning and at the end of this podcast is called Time Gone By by Al Sever Lake.